What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Old Man Wade Show. Unfortunately, we really got into this conversation without even introducing who we are. So enjoy the Old Man Wade Show with myself, Old Man Wade, Super Bowl Cobby, and of course, Sir Auntie Maine. I also am just a certain like I'm about serving servicing my community and shit like that. So like if there's a way for me to be helpful to others, I do try. I did hit a limit, though, like a couple yeah. weeks ago. I just hit a wall with like I can't fucking no, actually it was last week where I was like, I can't fucking help people anymore. <laughs> I nah, felt I like I was exhausted by helping people. So and then I immediately turned around and helped like three more people. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see if I ever learn. Nah, it's all good. Oh man, a lot of my friends are real like altruistic, really good, nice people that do things for everybody. But I'm no, like, I'm the resident capitalist. I, I am I am absolutely a piece of shit. Yeah, okay. <laughs> all right. I'm aware of my faults, bro. Like, I mean, I've I've learned to cull it down some to where like like I only give black and brown pe- homeless people money. Yo, facts. I, yeah. I don't give white homeless. I'm sorry, I just don't do it. Um you know, close friends, I do certain things too. I kind of bend over backwards and I don't necessarily, I want to say this this way, like I don't necessarily expect shit in return because like I'm so used to not having those types of people around me. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. um, my family weren't the type of people that reciprocated my, you know, some of my friends aren't really, but I'm in this new chapter or whatever. This like new phase of my life where almost all of the people that are like actively currently in my day to day are very giving. And so now I'm struggling with figuring out how to accept help and support. It's very uncomfortable for me. Um, And yet I've been lectured about like allowing people to love you in the ways that they can. So like I have a money friend who just gives me money for things all the time for my travel, for my shows, for my podcasts and stuff. And it's like, they can't do anything else for me from where they're at. So they're like, please let me give you money for this. And I'm like, okay. And then I sit there and like suffer for feeling like, I can't believe I I took money from them, but they're telling me they want to give me money. Mm. So that's where I'm at right now is I'm trying to figure out balancing, accepting support without feeling like I'm not doing enough because it makes me want to do more things. Mm -hmm. And they're yelling at me about not doing more things. And then I have another friend that's just like, telling me to rest every day, like literally sending me text message to be like, are you resting right now? And if I don't answer, honestly, you know, like, then it's like, okay, we're going to, what are we going to do to get us resting right now? You know, stuff like that. So I'm working on it. I'm working on receiving support and help and, and care, uh, and giving less care. I'm trying straight up and down. I don't accept much of anything from anybody. Like even Maria, um, I'm like, yo, uh, she's like, oh, well, let's go do this. And I'm like, fuck, I like, I want to, but like, you know what I mean? I feel like I'm taking advantage and, da, 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 da. and this is my fucking wife. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't accept, I don't accept, I realistically, I don't accept shit from anybody. Like, you know what I mean? Like I, like Javi had to, <laughs> he was hanging out a couple days ago and he had to just, he just sent me money because he knew I wasn't going to accept it. So he just sent it to me without even asking. <laughs> Yeah, I got a few friends that do that. And that's dope. I appreciate that kind of stuff. Um, I, but at the same time, I'm just like, now I have to make it even, you know? Yeah. 
no no like for for me <laughs> he's yo, like no, no you fucking take that shit <laughs> take that. listen old man knows like i'm in a position right now like well we're, i'm going through some shit but I've, I've been in much worse at least financially i've been in positions that have been like horrific and they sucked and old man's been a, a part of that journey and you know i've been able to be in a position where i can like you know whatever at least financially help out a little bit i don't and care <laughs> when no. it comes, and, it's always, and it's always been like that like if i give somebody money I, this is me especially a friend like i don't loan money i give money like i don't same same know, right like, yeah Yo, take that i'm not gonna give it to you if i really don't want to give it to you and then right. just one more thing i just want to say this and this i didn't want to say it because it's so like it's so like um cliched just remember we're recording right now so yeah it's so cliched but um you know i help out with other people's podcasts and stuff like that and i was um helping um another one and we 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 were interviewing a a gentleman um who is a part of navajo nation in utah and he's done awesome things right like crazy if you hear some of his stories like it's ridiculous and he had to learn how to accept that what he does for people, his presence helps people and people are going to yeah. show their gratitude. And at times when people show their gratitude, he, he, he would shy away from it. He wouldn't want to accept yeah. it, but he had to realize that sometimes that insults the people that are giving you that gratitude. That's yeah. That's what I was trying to say. So, like take that in. man. It, it's hard. Like I, I've had someone tell me, like almost with anger, like with loving anger, this is how I'm able to show you I love you, or this is how I'm able to show you I support you. So when you reject it, you're rejecting that love and support from someone who cares about you. And, you know, I'm rejecting support because I'm a person who believes I don't deserve support, you know, like the way that I grew up and shit like that. I was, I was the person that was supposed to be there for others, not the person that was supposed to accept for support. So like between my therapist yelling at me about it and my friend, like literally with loving anger telling me, if you don't fucking take this gift. <laughs> yeah. I. So uh, I'm learning. I'd rather people be mad at me. I hate accepting things from people. If, I, I, I listen, I get it. I get it, Mark, but like. Who's Mark? Oh, sorry. Oh, I did. I said your real name. How weird. <laughs> I'm getting used to say, see, listen, I get so, I get so fixated that I've like been actively trying to like, remember that you're, you know, like you're you're in my phone correctly, but I still call you Wade all the time. Um, It's literally like my first real nickname, to be honest with you. Like it's the Wade has been like the first, the first nickname that people actively call me like that, that and old man. Those are the only two nicknames that I've actually had. Yeah. I mean, I got like 11 billion nicknames. And so like everybody calls me something different. And I had a a friend that has known me for a really long time, brought out a real old nickname recently. And I was like, oh, shit, I haven't heard. Like I've been I've now been Maine again for so long versus Maney. I've been Maine for so long now, the last few years that when someone pulled that old name out, I was like, oh, fuck. (laughs) I guess you're not going to say that nickname, are you? Nah. I mean, it's it's not a big deal. It's just that, well, the story is stupid. So my British, I have a British grandmother. So yeah, I have, I have a white grandmother, uh, but she's British. So it's a different kind of white. And uh, she didn't like my ghetto ass name, which is Charmaine Latrice. 
So she called me Charles. Wait, well, she wait. called me Charlie or Charles, which I, I like, actually. I don't hate it. I hate why she called me that. So she was slightly racist, but gender fl- fluid. Yeah, I was. That well, was... like Brits like bo- boy names on girls. Like oh, that's, okay, that's okay, a okay. thing. Um, right. So like Bobby, Charlie, you know, stuff like that. Um, and uh, so so if I was in trouble, it was Charles. If it was every day, it was Charlie. And um, and so, you know, sometimes friends hear that and stuff. And so somebody, a couple of people fixated on it and a couple of people would call me that. And I just don't I'm, I didn't stop them, you know, like and some people I was cool with them calling me that. But um, but when it came up the other day, I was like, oh, fuck, because that brought me back to a, a mentality of me and who I was at the time that is so different than who I've become. Like yeah. now I'm a person who takes care of myself. When I was Charlie, I wasn't a person that took care of myself. So like the it, it, it you know, it was like a break in um in my brain for a minute there. It was just like, oh, it brought me back to some shit that was crazy. That being said, if I ever disappear, I'll probably be Charles somewhere. <laughs> I'll probably pop up as Charles somewhere. Hopefully um, not in the Illuminati, because that doesn't seem to turn out too well. It never works out. The no. Illuminati never works out. I mean, not for, except, for, not for Charles. except for for Bay and Jay, yeah. but not for Charles. Yeah. Nah. Um, I feel like Charmaine would be more like Charles. Just like, yeah, I'm not going down there. <laughs> Man, like, I I got I got some notes, but um, we are we're gonna we're gonna be spoiler friendly, right? No, we, all the spoilers. That's what I'm saying. Spoiler friendly, not non spoilers. Oh yeah, yeah, all the sometimes, all right. sometimes I don't know which show old man's doing right now. So this is if this is the old man Wade show. Then, oh, which know, show are we doing? Yeah, and we doing do, right what now? do I need? Which Charmaine do I get? Do I get, need this to be is, right this now? Is old, this is the old man Wade show. So old man Wade show. All right. So regular Charmaine. Yeah. Got it. Regular, regular, smegular, vulgar. Um, so, yeah, with you, I get to turn up a little bit because I'm militantly mixed. You know, I'm I'm mixed main, but I'm also like helper, educator, accidental therapy. Like there's, you know, they don't hear me while as much. And then. Blurred Comics is probably the most close to my actual personality. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay. So you, you get Blurred Comics main. I got you. Yeah, you get, um, so you be an animaniac. Uh, you mean, oh shit, I used to have a name. An- Char- Charm- Someone used to call me something that had anime in it, like sh- Animane. That's what it was, Animane. That was, my, that was my old nickname in high school. Can I use that name from now on? Animane? Please. For me? Yeah. yeah. You don't, oh. <laughs> Thank you, Anna Main. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, I got I got all kind of different nicknames. It's it's just a question of who calls me what, and then I know I know which main I have to be for somebody. I mean, uh, Wade's been calling me Auntie or Director Fury or some shit like that for as, almost as long as we've known each other. Amazing Spider Man. I, I I just. <laughs> Yes. Be hitting you up, and it'll just be like something other, some other random thing with a main in the middle of yeah. it. Yeah, Iron Man, Spider Man, Batman. Batman. You know, man, man really opens shit up for me. I get, I you know, I can put, I can uh, put my stuff in. Oh, see, I changed my Xbox. I've changed my gamer tag, uh, Wade. So wait, we're not, we're not gonna acknowledge what you just said. What I say? Man, Did I say? Man, has, man has um, helped open it up for me. Oh, okay. You know what? See, I'm mad at you about that because you know some shit, but um, we're not gonna. I wasn't even going there. I know, I know, but like it—that's what I thought of. Like you fucked me up. 
What the heck? Anyways, I changed my Xbox gamer tag. I, I know you and I are the curmudgeons for life and shit like that, but I changed my Xbox gamer tag. I'm now magnificent. Magnificent. Wait, yeah. you can change your Xbox gamer tag? I didn't know you can do that. I've had you can. Same- I think you get like one for free and you get yeah. and then the rest of them you get for like 10 bucks. Um, I changed my old one to Kermangen a number of years ago and I paid for that one, but I don't think I paid for this change. I think it just let really? me change it. All right. Yeah. The change is about to come. Because when I first got on Xbox back in know, 2003 or some shit, um, the the nickname I had back then, I don't yeah. let people call me that anymore. Listen, my my Xbox email is a hotmail. <laughs> so just, that should let you know everything you need to know about the age of my Xbox account. But um Anyways, we need to exchange some information. Well, actually, you know what's funny about that is here yeah. in Houston, everybody has one of those. A hot, a hot really? Mail? Hot mail? Yes. I feel yeah, because like... I used to collect email addresses at the shop, you know, to like give people their receipts and stuff like that because we were trying to be paperless. And they'd say Hotmail and I'd be like, we, we still, that still works. <laughs> hotmail seems like a Houston email. Like that just seems like something people in Houston would say. Got my Hotmail. I can't do the accent, but the land that time forgot. Nah, nah you bro, you gotta nah. come out here. You, I'm telling you, it's not what you. It's not what you think. I meant the vibe. I meant like they want hot in their email. Yeah, yeah, like you hot girl me? summer, like, yeah. like you know, hot. Yeah. Oh, he, he, believe, there's a um, there's a comedian that like I really really fucks with, and he's um he's based out of Houston. So like I'm de- Houston's definitely gonna be a spot even before like you moved out there. So like now it's just like I have double the reason to get my ass out. Well, you have to get out here. Like if you want, you got to try to come during July because that's their comic palooza out here. Um, and, you know, I could take you over to the shop and shit like that, even though I'm not a part of it. Um, but yeah, like you and I can hang out here and shit. Yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just going to need you to stay as far away from Valkyrie as possible. Listen, I am not a threat. Like, I don't like, okay, we're going to get into this shit with you, Wade, because you've been talking about this stuff for like fucking years and shit. Nigga, like, I I am not a threat. I am a poly person, but that doesn't mean I fucks everybody. I fuck with people that fuck with me. I don't fuck with married people that don't have a poly situation. Yo, I'm here for the tea. I want to hear all the tea, bro. I, yo, this you need to yo, expand. On listen, this. he. I've gotten late night fucking texts from this motherfucker who's just been like, uh, "I heard you, <laughs> I heard you were talking to Valkyrie on the chats," and I'm like, literally, we're talking about you, nigga. Like, what the fuck? Yo, let me tell you, it is not even like the, the stereotypical like everybody and Paulie just be fucking anything like that. It ain't got nothing to do with that. All I know is that Charmaine got like this like big dick energy that worries. <laughs> Listen, yo, that's like Drake sliding into your girl's DMs. You just don't I'm want it to happen. I'm not a threat though. Like seriously, I got guidelines and rules. I am above board with this shit. And honestly, I'm the worst fucking poly person because I it has been a drought for me for fucking years and shit. Nah, he, I just I just need to have that ability. Basically, he's saying it's the glow. She wouldn't even be able to help herself. It would just be like, yo, you know, fair. I, I mean, you feel me? Like if, like if we're gonna give me a little bit of flowers right now, yeah. I have a couple of friends that are not on the radar. Like they're not on my radar whatsoever. Who hit me up randomly to tell me what things they would do to me if I would just open my shit up to them. Wait, um, what? Wait, 
Okay. Like the my my vibe or whatever the Wade's talking about, like that makes some of my close friends that I've had for years will send me texts hoping I'm gonna I'm gonna be ready to cross the line with them. So this is but, the old man Wade show, right? Yeah. Oh, should so we start like, the show? Do you need to start the show? No, what just, what's actually gonna make it into this? Because at this point, I'm I'm like nervous about what oh, I've no. said. No, you, <laughs> we recording. We've been recording for 15 minutes. We the press. Oh, no. We the press. Oh, no. See, this is why you don't go on Friends Podcast, because you start being too no. honest. Just, we the just press. let me know what I need to take away. And let me tell you right now, this episode may be called Big Blurred Energy. I work. Uh, that works with me. <laughs> I work no, with it. It just be like this. Like, all right, I was having a conversation with uh, some people. It was uh, me, my homie Greg, and we were just talking about uh, we weren't talking about cheating. We were discussing how, like, just being wanted by someone is it feels just as good as actual actually fucking because you're not. I agree with that. Because like you're not cheating, but it's like it does feel good to be wanted. And so we had this whole long conversation about that because it's it's honestly true. You know what I mean? So yeah. We'll see. Okay. So me as a poly person, like I know there's a lot of people who kind of think of poly as like permissible cheating, um, but there's different kinds of non-monogamy right like there's just straight up cheating which is a form of non-monogamy um there is ethical non-monogamy which is something that i practice uh meaning that anybody that i'm fucking around with knows that i'm fucking around with other people um and whatever that means however much detail they need to feel comfortable to maintain with me is what they have access to right um everybody's above board everybody knows what's going on and then on top of that, I am also a poly person, meaning that I am open to multiple romantic uh, relationships. And so love is always on the table for me if I'm fucking around with someone. That being said, I can have like uh, I can have a friend that uh, I can fuck around with, but where love is ne- not necessarily on the table for them, but it could still be on the table for me. And depending on what their level of comfort with that shit is whether or not we stay together. Right. So I can have like a buddy. And if I end up falling for that person, it's up to them at that point to be like, I don't want to keep doing this. If you love me and I don't love you or yeah, yeah, let's just keep it going and see what happens. Um, So yeah, for me, unfortunately, love is always on the table. So that's why I'm poly because like, it's always a possibility. Um, But I guess I'm old right now and my knees don't work as well. So like right now I'm in the buddy phase. Like I just want a couple of buddies. And the problem is if I like them as people, I will probably eventually fall in love with them. That's you currently in a relationship. Well, I'm married. I have a, I have a, yeah. So I have my, I have my, what I would refer to as my primary partner or my nesting partner. Uh, But we're in, we've been together for 22 years. So we're basically like companions now, right? Like there's not, there's not a whole lot of romance there anymore. And um, like the, the passion is dead. (laughs) I don't mean that in a bad way. It just, it like, you just, you can't be with someone for that long without it being, you know. I'm, I'm not in the same arrangement as you, but I've been married for a long time. So I understand it. I, yeah. I get I get I get that. And it's it's it takes it, it takes a strong relationship to even be comfortable. Like, yeah. Like even we just, expressing that. Yeah. So we just like to be real. in the same household together. We have you know, we have our cats yeah. and shit like that. And, you know, we love each other, but we're not like tearing off each other's clothes anymore and any shit like that. And there's not like big grand 
emotional gestures, although there are still yeah. emotional gestures, you know what I'm saying? So it's a different thing. And then I have uh, one friendship that I refer to as a romantic platonic friendship, meaning yeah. that like, it's different than just a regular friend. Like I actually feel romantic towards this person and it's a long distance situation. So it's not like sex is even on the table. Mm-hmm. Um, they are also a poly person. And so like the stuff that we share in our talks and stuff like that seem to be a little bit more than platonic friendship, but less than a sexual relationship. And so I already feel like I love this person. Uh, wouldn't say in love, but say like, I love this person. And they're, they're in my, when I think about what is within my poly, that person, you know, we call it a polycule is like all the people that are connected within the various relationships. And I would consider that person a member of my polycule. And then, you know, and then I have a couple of flirtations going on that, you know, will either turn into nothing or will just be like long-term flirtations because like you said, Wade, it feels good to be desired even if you don't necessarily get around to fucking. So, um, that being said, like, I, I, I don't want to not fuck. It just sometimes doesn't happen. <laughs> you know what's funny about that is um, me and um, Valkyrie have been talking about the idea, not like, not like us being polyamorous, but just like people who don't understand the concept of it. Yeah. And like hearing people go, well, they, they can just fuck whoever they want. And we're like, it, it doesn't work like that. It's they're, more complicated than that, for sure. Yeah. And like and it was a conversation we've had on the show about how like there are rules within your polyamorous relationship and that in those when those rules are broken that's technically cheating yeah, yeah absolutely so for me cheating is not about like if my husband fucks somebody and and i don't know about it it's not the fucking it is the i don't know about it so like our rules, if you want to call it that guidelines, whatever is uh, with poly and with any kind of ethnical non-monogamy, you have to be open, honest communication. Now that has different guidelines too. Like that doesn't mean I need to know all the business of the person that my partner is with, but I need to know enough of the business as it affects me. So their sexual health, their sexual, um, you know, whether or not they've been tested, you know, stuff like that. Like there's things I need to know roughly where they live. If my partner's over there in case like he doesn't come home and I need to call the cops, you know what I'm saying? Like things like that. Like there are some things um, that I would need to know, but I don't need to know all that person's business. That being said, if my partner goes off and fuck somebody and I don't know, and like two, three months goes by, that's cheating. Because, and it's the lying and the covering up part. For me, that's cheating because in terms of the sexuality of it, so separate from my poly and just straight up the ethical non-monogamy part, I don't care if my husband fucks other people. I don't want to fuck just him. I want to fuck other people. Plus, I'm bisexual. If I commit to a relationship with him that's monogamous, that takes away almost actually it takes away the majority of my sexuality because I'm predominantly homosexual. Um, I, I'm, I'm what I call um heteromantic and homosexual. So like predominantly, I'm more attracted to women. But emotionally, I'm more attracted to men, which is like dumb as shit, but it is what it is. Um, Some of us are cool. I mean, (laughs) like some of y'all are. Come on. Um, But like I I, so I get I get more emotionally attached to men and I get more sexually attached to women. And uh, so like I don't I don't need him to not have sex with people. I need him to tell me what the fuck is happening. And then I also need to know that I am safe 
related to that person. So like if he stays with a partner who actively wants me to be kept in the dark, like once, um, or even kind of gets off on the fact that I'm hurt, that's a problem. You know what I'm saying? But if they're like thoughtful about me or something, um, uh, he's had a partner that would check in on me on occasion and just be like, just want to make sure that like, it's still cool, you know? And I'm like, yeah, you know, like it's that, like, that's a green flag. Like I want to talk to Charmaine and make sure that she's cool with this relationship. And I don't want to trust that you're communicating this correctly. So I want to go directly to Charmaine. That is a green flag that works for me. And actually that makes me feel a lot more confident. So if I don't know something immediately, I don't freak out. But if I don't know what's happening immediately, um, then that kind of stuff starts to feel like cheating. So for me, the cheating actually acts to do with keeping information from me. And that's what triggers jealousy for me is me being kept in the dark. But like, I've literally watched my husband have sex with people and I've been part of that sex too. But like, so like, I don't freak out about that. There's nothing in me that wiles out when I see him having sex with somebody else. Why do I picture you you like in a, in a Wilson fist suit (laughs) with like one of those, those really long like cigarettes and I'm not like a voyeur or anything like that. I'm talking about like, I'm a participant in this motherfucker. Like it's just that, you know, sometimes you're not the one in the main action. So you're like, okay, I'm, I'm watching what's going on. Um, Yeah. I'm not like just sitting in a corner just with my, my cane and shit like that. Just that's not, I'm not a, I'm not a cuckold. Um, <laughs> I didn't say cuckold. I just got to think you just got to sit there like, you're like the- um, Like perform for me, like fuck for me, for my yeah, own enjoyment. You're like, you're like the greatest showman. That's funny. I'm not, so I'm not a voyeur. I actually have the opposite kink for that. I know you wanted to get into kinks too. Um, so I don't, I hope I'm not jumping the gun, but I have a, I have the, not the opposite kink, but I think of it as an opposite. So I'm not, I'm not actually turned on by watching people have sex. I am turned on by hearing people have sex. Um, so if oh. I can, if I can hear, it's called, uh, what's it called? R R O it's got a name. I forget what it's called, but yeah. So like for me hearing sex sounds, like I still, I still have it in my mental spank bank. When Tree and I first moved into our very first apartment in 2004, our upstairs neighbor, our diagonal upstairs neighbor, she could fuck because <laughs> we could hear it. And every time you know it's true too if it's from sounds like you know what i'm saying like it was just like god damn and so like to this day i still think about like that sound sometimes like the sounds that she'd make and i brought it up to tree recently like in the last month or so and he's like oh that girl could fuck like it was the first thing that we both thought of like this the way she sounded so for me i'm not i'm not turned and actually i can't stand watching straight people have sex like i don't get straight sex. Even yo, though I participate in it, I don't understand it. It's so weird looking. I, yo, I, yo, I thought I was weird for that. And I, like, I'm very like, I don't, I don't, I, I love hearing this. Is, so in this really, <laughs> you're way more open about that than I am. But for oh, me, I like, can talk about all this shit. Yeah. I'm like, I fucking have, I do my other podcast about it. So you, you hit me with it. I'll tell you if I won't tell you something. Nah, it's like, I, I've always, not always, because I grew up black, black in Boston for me is like, Caribbean culture, very, right. very homophobic, um, you know, Christian as well. But I was always kind of different. Like, I, I never really like, like, I'm a straight male. I was born a male. Like, like, I feel like I won the lottery when it comes to that. Like race, not so much. 
but you know, as far as like, oh, in terms of just like a, a you can privilege. you can maneuver the pan- yeah, patriarchy you know, pretty well. Yeah, I'm, as far as the patriarchy goes, I'm pretty set. But at the same gotcha. time, I don't I don't feel comfortable with those designations. Like I don't I don't I'm if you ask me, I'm whatever I'm whatever I like. To be honest with you, yeah. Like, you know, I know I like feminine, um, whatever. So what I was trying, <laughs> <laughs> you got, face look like you got yeah, shy all of a sudden. Yeah, I did. Yo, I, I'm a, I'm a black man that blushes. um but with that being said that that goes into like my porn habits as well like i don't like seeing dudes in porn bro like i would rather i like like i'd rather watch like a woman and a trans woman than like a man like it like you know what i'm saying like and i I feel like i don't i I wonder if that's like a toxic Trans sex is kind of like it. I, well, see, I, I mean, I don't know. So I, I'm of the opinion, like people like what they like, right? Yeah. So like there is a certain amount of things that you like what you like. There's a, when it becomes a fetish. So if we talk about the difference between, God, I can't believe I went all education all of a sudden. This is so stupid. Uh, I mean, what is it, when we're getting to the separate, the difference between a fetish and kink, a kink is something that you just like and it enhances your sexuality, right? A fetish is something you can't, maneuver sexuality without so that's when that's when shit gets toxic right so if you're not able to get it up unless you're watching you know girl on girl porn or unless you're watching you know uh, a a non-opt trans woman and a cis woman that would be a fetish that's where you start to get into toxicity like if you're if you're incapable of having sex without that that's when it becomes a fetish. Uh, when it becomes a when it's a kink, it's just like this is some shit I'm into, and it could be eleven billion things that you're into. So, like for me, I function in my sexuality just fine without sex sounds. That being said, if I can hear someone having sex, I'm gonna get turned on, and I'm and that first. So that's a that's something I like to hear. So it's a kink. Um, can I share? Uh, can I share a story real quick? You yeah. Hearing sounds. I am I am a very insecure person and to the detriment even down to like sex. I'm completely insecure. I'm even insecure with my wife who tells me that that's I shouldn't be. But I, it's just, you know, it's just it's a mental thing. Yeah, we all got our insecurities. So this one time, I swear to you, it was the first time I had a threesome. And it was probably one of my crowning achievements. <laughs> yeah. I was so me so uh, straight dudes talking about three ways. Let's get it. So this was one of the this again first time I ever had one, and I was and I was I felt good. I was like, yo, I'm doing my damn thing. Now a couple of my friends say it doesn't count as a threesome because there was no penetration. It was me and this girl going down on her girl, trying to see who could make her come. That hard. fucking counts. Listen, sex is sex. Like you don't need penetration for it to be sex. Because if that was the case, then a lot of the sex that I've done, because a lot of it's been lesbian sex, doesn't always include penetration. So yeah, you had you had a three way. You're fine. So as I'm doing, so I'm doing my thing or whatever. She's doing her thing. She'll allow it. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll allow it. Maine, Maine allows it. Uh, and so we're do- doing it. And I forgot the window was open. <laughs> Yo. People were outside giving me, giving what I giving me, giving us a round of applause. Yes, sir. And I was like, you know what? I'll take it. <laughs> there's a TikTok from like last year where there's um, 
there's you just look you're just looking out of a window with the cam- like the camera's just looking out the window but you can hear someone fucking and then um the guy who's holding the camera goes finish her and then <laughs> and then you hear them respond like you hear her get like ah you know that kind of stuff or whatever and he's like mm. and then he wrote a little note in the comments or something like that like later on they were like thanks bro or whatever like they were it, everybody was involved um that's cool no i'm yeah. glad you got a round of applause for your three-way I was I, who that won. Was, um, I'm pretty sure she did. Okay. <laughs> um, it's funny because we it, there was no real like, but again, like she was um, the other girl was a lesbian, so I'm just gonna make the assumption that she does it. She may or may not. Okay, do yo, that. can I? Can I? Yo, can I? Excuse me, sir. Okay. <laughs> Listen. Fucking go. Fellatio. Oh, no. The ability to get fellatio, I believe, is not gender specific. It's about you communication, it's sir. Fair, but it's practice. It's practice, it's practice, communication. communication. There's a bunch of things. I'm yeah. telling you. And that was her girl, and she knew the spots. And it was she the knew the spots, so she probably did win. Bro, That's buy the anatomy the book. I don't know. Have some conversations. I don't know. We got, listen, no, 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 don't get it confused. The next time, oh, yeah, it was, I, let me tell you, the next time around, I was Luke Hanging that motherfucker. See, what <laughs> I what I appreciated about Wade how open he is to having some of these conversations, even conversations about some of the things that he's insecure about is that he doesn't seem to be like his insecurity. I know I'm talking about you in the third person, but like uh, his insecurity doesn't make him quit. (laughs) It's like, all right, let's take two. Let's go for it one more time. Like, that's my experience of you. You seem like you seem like man be lying. He's all cap, bro. Listen, oh man is all cap. This dude is so sensitive and nice. I know he's sensitive. You he's hella nice. Are you tell him, you telling me this dude can't whatever. No, he's you very I, he's very thoughtful and exactly. even when he has a like what I have viewed on occasion as yeah. a slightly problematic view, we've had yeah. conversations and then the next time we talk about it, he's like, "You know what? It's not just what you said, it's what so and so said." And then like he brings in other things and then next thing you know, he's on board with you. So like, yeah, I'm I never so, trip about some shit that Wade says cuz I know that even if it starts out rough, it'll get worked so, out. So Charmaine. All right, yeah. moving on. Miss, to- miss hold on. <laughs> miss Mr. Fury. Translate, you seem to be an expert in the field. <laughs> right? You seem to be an expert in the field. Now, okay. translate that behavior, right? Translate those characteristics to a lover. What, what, the old man Wade thing? What yeah, I just what you just said about this dude. You know what I mean? Like, it can't, yo, I can't so, see you out here just. So, like, here, here's the thing. I mean, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I actually don't know how old you are, Javi, but I know I'm older than Wade. Um, and for me, like, I, I come up in a time where, like, it was toxic for a woman to instruct like how to please her. Like that was be that would be something that would make a man really insecure, a straight man really insecure and shit like that. And um, and so what is in my experience, what is hotter, I guess, in an experience with a woman that in my personal experience versus men that I've been with, is that if I'm like a little bit to the left, you know, <laughs> press a little bit harder, you know, whatever the thing is, if I give some sort of instruction, the way in which women respond to that so quickly, because the the end goal is pleasure, right? So like, why would I fuck around going in all these areas that aren't working when I could just listen to the bitch telling me what to do and then boom, success, right? And so mind you, like, okay, so just full disclosure, Tristan's the only man I've been with for the last 22 years. I've, I've, uh, like fooled around, but I've not had penetrative sex with a man in 
over 20, actually like 23 years or something like that. So prior to that, it was teenage. It was me as a teenager, fucking teenage boys and shit like that too. Yeah. They don't take instruction very well. And if they do take instruction, it's almost like they, um, like their masculinity has been tested, right. As a result. Whereas when I've had an experience with a man that does listen, um, so like I said, you know, like not penetrative, but like, you know, other, other kinds of sex where it's like, okay, do this. Okay. Do that. This is going to get me right there. And then boom, I come right away. That's what I'm talking about. It's that attentiveness where like their masculinity is not affected by the fact that like, if I'm in this situation, I want to give pleasure. I would like to receive pleasure. The quickest thing, the quickest way to get both those things done is listening. <laughs> I was like, fucking yeah. listen. And um, then for do what she says. And I feel like Wade from conversations I've had with him, I feel like he is one of those attentive people. It's like, all right, you know, it, d- dust this one off and let's try again. And that time I'm gonna I'm hit it. It's the same, it's the same <laughs> from um from chasing oh. constant updates. Constant updates. I'm saying like it helps tremendously. And and in the times that I've had some form of sex with a man, it, whether it's like full penetrative or just, you know, outside play or whatever, when they have responded well to something I've instructed, the, the, my response becomes way like 10 times stronger than if you're just going through the motions. Like, like for me, I don't need a whole lot of, you don't have to go all the way around all the kinds of stuff. You just got to go exactly to where I tell you. And again, I'm not trying to be like a drill sergeant. I just know what works. And I don't, I also don't like, I just also do not like to fuck all night. Let's get this shit over and done with. Let's, you know, let's, let's get our, (laughs) you know, like, so, you know, I'm like a, I'm a tight 45. You give me like 10 to 15 of some buildup, let's get at it. And then maybe some 10 to 15 of cool down at the end or something like that. I don't know, five to 10, maybe at the end, but like that, the way to make that easier is to fucking like, listen, when I'm telling you what, what it is that I want, that being said, I will return that favor where I'm with, whether I'm with a man or a woman. The thing is, it's just, it's, it's, it's typically a lot easier to please men. Like biologically, it's just a lot easier to please men than it is to please women. So with women, yeah, fucking listen to what they say. So I have a and list. I'm talking about, well, let, let's not say men and women. Let's say vaginas versus dicks. It's a lot easier to please dicks than it is to please vaginas if you're not listening. So, boom. So I have a list. There's a list from Cosmopolitan. Cosmopolitan. 20, <laughs> yeah, which which is already worrisome enough as it is. I think you read story. a whole bunch of shit I would never touch. <laughs> I, just, I, did, I literally just looked it up. And I was like, 26 kinks, fetishes, and terms you should absolutely know. Okay. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna name them and stop me when you want an explanation. Role play, objectification, pregnancy fetish. <laughs> I have a dude at my job who's like who like is obsessed with like pregnant pregnant pussy. I, I need I need us to to swap the word fetish unless we are talking about actual. That's the only way that person fucks. Um, as the name suggests, pregnancy fetish is having an intense sexual attraction to some or all aspects of pregnancy. For some, it might be the round belly, whereas for others, it could be the lactation, whether it's actual act of breastfeeding or milk itself explains whoever fuck out. Or, or speaking for a friend, the way they walk. Oh, do you have a do you have a pregnant friend that walks hot? Is that what's happening? I'm just saying the way that old man described his friend at work it was very judgmental. 
and you know, you never know what your friends are into, okay? No, he no, he literally said he literally goes on rants. He's like, yo, I love pregnant pussy. Like he just goes on these rants about it. Oh, I mean, <laughs> this isn't like he objectifying. He tells anybody who will listen. He's just that's a dirty funny. old man. That's all just, he is. I so. mean, that's what he's into. I would I would describe that more as a kink than a fetish. But <laughs> I also don't know if he can't have sex unless the person's <laughs> pregnant. That would be oh, a different. No, no, that's not it. Uh, that's a kink then. Yo, yeah. bringing life into the world is hot. Uh, exi- is it though? Vasectomy powers activate. Uh, exhibitionism, voyeurism, <laughs> foot fetish. Ladies, stop putting your feet online for free. <laughs> yeah, def- definitely cash up that shit. Um, I'm starting, like, I have a friend that um, has a whole ass job and everything, has a career and all that kind of stuff, has an OnlyFans for feet exclusively to make white men pay for their feet and uh they pay their rent with that shit so dope i'm I, i'm in support of not giving up your feet pictures for free for mm-hmm. sure that's easy uh, money right there it's easy money bro uh, like seriously the the amount of people who have a foot kink is yeah astronomical it, you can pay your bills with yeah. that shit and your feet and you don't, don't have don't to need, yeah. no facts and your feet probably you don't have to show your face either you, so you don't gotta deal face. with you know and some sometimes some men, I'm assuming it ain't me because I don't even got a foot, foot fetish, period. But like I'm assuming that some men don't even need your feet to look nice. So I'm saying, no, just yeah, everybody's got a different type of thing. Yeah, I've, yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen other people talk about like they like to see corns or they like to actually see someone work on their feet. Like if they have a problem with their feet and they're like doing something to their feet, like that is also part of yeah. it for some people. If, if some people like Whatever. Griffin, I will start an OnlyFans. Um, can you explain that? My feet look like Griffin feet. Griffin. Okay. I, I thought you were t- coming up with a new term. I was like, I've never heard Griffin before. Um, uh, co- Griffin copy that. All right. I'm I'm on I'm on board again. Uh, you know, a, a bunch a bunch of young British wizards follow him regularly for some reason. <laughs> We've been Come trying to now. figure it out. That was great. Uh, nylon fetish breath breath play. Okay, so breath play a uh, breath play refers to BDSM practice of having your breathing restricted during sexual activity but it's not exactly safe for obvious reasons. A healthier, better alternative, holding your breath, not only to get your experienced breath play, but your complete control of when you choose not to breathe, choose or not to breathe. The excitement of action plus the excitement of power exchange is great alternative, suggests good vibration sexologist, uh, Carol Queen, PhD. See the stuff with, with choke play, you have to be careful of is that people always choke like they're actually trying to hurt, you know, cause harm versus you're supposed to choke from a different point so that all you do is lessen the airflow, but not actually put the person at that much risk. And that's not everybody knows how to do that. And that's how you get into those those dodgy moments. Um, yeah, be careful with choke play or just fucking research it, like just research it because it can be very pleasurable if you do it right without killing your partner. First time I got choked, I was like, yeah, this is it. Um, BDSM. Wait, wait, wait. This is it, as in this is it, or this is it. <laughs> this is it. This is like it. he, like he was done. Yeah. Uh, okay. So yeah. I, like, I don't, I don't like no, no, to be choked. Was that was, that was like, yo, next time around, do that again. <laughs> oh, see, that's what the emphasis was opposite. Like I, I heard it the way Javi heard it, but you sounded like you were like, no, X that shit. No. I, I did have somebody that was into choking and I, I was gullet like I did because that's what they were into. So that's what I tried to do. But I was actually kind of traumatized by it because every time you would try to loosen, they would be like, no, 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 don't loosen. And so I basically just watched this person like eyes kind of bug out a little bit. So that replayed in my head for years and I really struggled getting over it. Um, so 
choke play is still difficult for me if that's what someone's into. Um, but like as a partner, I try to do what people want to do. But I have some limits and that's one of them because that one really bugs me. <laughs> that one really hard. like because I felt like I was looking at what it was look what it would look like to actually kill somebody that way. Like at, I, yeah. I felt like that was what was happening. It was very scary for me. <laughs> what, whatever happened to just a strong grip? Like why we got to be out here? For me, it's yeah, it's yeah, not even like know? an actual choke, yeah. but like I do like a hand on my yeah, neck, but not a squeeze, just yeah. like just the hand on my neck. For some reason that that doesn't. Uh, Big red, big red machine came to me. <laughs> wow. You, you want you want to look like a red blow pop at the end of the day. I, I got you. I got you. Yeah. All right. <laughs> no kick shaming, bro. Uh, yeah, seriously. Uh, like, I don't want to shame. And I instantly like saw my face react like, bro, but. You don't want to you. shame him, but you don't want him to die either. So I, I just I just don't want you to die. Like, I'm going to be so <laughs> mad at you, Wade, if you die doing some stupid shit. Yeah. Or if you die being sad, both of those things will make me really mad at you. Is my Old man day. Carradine. Wait, <laughs> too soon? Too soon? Word. Too soon? Wait, too Word. Soon? My homegirl, um, my homegirl, God rest her soul, said, I'm going to die in the dumbest way possible. It's going to be like an anvil truck hits a mattress truck, and I'm gonna, and the anvil's going to fall on my head, and that's how I'm going to die. Wow. And I'm going to die in the most cartoonish way possible. That's I can absolutely see that. Uh, so we got scene or sex play. Dominant versus submissive. Did you say senior as in senior citizen? Oh, no. Scene or scene play. Uh, a scene is a term for the time period in which the kinky play goes down. While you might refer to a night sex as simply a hookup, those within the kink community are, are often referred to the planned time with partner in which they engage in their kinks as scenes. I've never yeah. heard of yeah, so that that's that's big in the BDSM community. So like they will set up scenarios and then you'll have an actual you can either have viewers or not viewers, but whatever the activity that you do during that time is a scene. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, I think some role play can fall into that, too, if you're even outside of the BDSM, BDSM community. I'm blowing uh, bubbles. I don't know why, but I, I found bubbles on my desk. So that's what we're doing. It's going to be awesome if we put this video out here. It's cool. It's like random bubble blowing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure if I if I googled bubble blowing, that's a fetish too. Oh yeah, you're gonna get you're gonna probably get something Michael Jackson and uh, chimpanzee related. <laughs> uh, dominant, submissive, switch, uh, sadism, and masochism. Masochism, yeah. Masochism. Masochism. Sadism. Masochism. Uh, golden shower and piss play. I've actually peed on somebody before. Um, edge play. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, Charmaine. You know like how a, he just fucking a, a blows past some shit? Yo, yo, hold up, hold You up. saw my face, right? Yeah, yeah, I did. You can't, yo, we can't stop that one. You got, you can't, you got to rewind. Come and get was... selector. What? Was it consensual? <laughs> yes. Yo. Okay. I'm just asking because I've been, I've been peed on in the shower unconsensual and I, it Wait, caused a problem. What? Was that a fight? I, that was a fight. It, it wasn't a fight because I'm not. I don't have very much prowess physically, so I need to make oh, sure I was you. in a safe place before yeah, it happened. Yeah, got you. Yeah. But I was upset. <laughs> I was super upset. Yo, I got a long memory, so if you ever want to, you know, track. Hey, whoever... I'm Japanese. I'm all about the long term vengeance. Right, bro. We got, I would yeah. have a child. I don't want children. I would have a child though, just to teach that child vengeance against that other person, so that their future generations could get fucked over by my future generations. I got you. I'm, I'm, I'm planning on having a few, so we can, we, we can work <laughs> but it out. But yeah, let's get back to, to Wade and his <laughs> yeah. just trying to throw it out there without what? telling nobody no stories. 
like literally we were in the shower i was gonna get out to pee and she's like what are you doing i said i'm gonna go pee she goes oh pee on me well all right if she asked for it (laughs) i'm saying if people are into it they're into it Mm -hmm. i have my boundaries i would not do it myself but i also don't shame people who are into it i mean it is um what is the word it's uh Pee's clean, essentially, right? Like it's sterile. It's not that clean, though. Right? Like, yeah, they say it's ster- it's not that clean. You still I mean, gotta wash yourself. I'm assuming this was old man in his early twenties, oh, late yeah. teens, so probably was your, horribly in, in your football horrible. muscle days. Yeah, it was no, probably, I was twenty three. Probably all. <laughs> it was probably all bare and like Bud Light too, so <laughs> not good. Oh, my, this was I wasn't even drinking heavy at the time, so this was like twenty three. I was. Oh my god, old man. Just deep, all right. Uh, I'm just going to keep the term no kink shaming in my head throughout this whole list. All right, Dude, let's go. We have an episode <laughs> called Kink Shame Kings. Oh, yeah, facts. <laughs> like, literally, so the name of one of our episodes is Kink Shame right. Kings. All right, let's, okay. let's, live up, let's live up to the branding. Uh, edge play, edge play is a king. Is any of the activity that further out, uh, <clears throat> further out there considered more dangerous? It could mean anything that involves blood, breaking skin with certain whips, and there are also those others who enjoy knife and needle play. For some, go, for some, golden showers may be a regular part of the routine, but for others, that counts as edge play. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. That makes what, sense. What is a? I've never heard of rack. Rack is not a kink, even though it sounds like one. It stands for risk aware consensual kink. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. So you have to check in to 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 participate in like heavier kinks you have to check in constantly and you have to have i mean you know there's the, the public joke about uh safe words and shit like that but like there's literal guidelines to get you all the way through certain scenarios just because some of the stuff like if you're if you're into edge play some of the stuff can be risky and it can also trigger shit that people don't realize they're about to trigger because sometimes and not all times um kinks are born out of some shit that went down to you and you're trying to um what do we what do you call it like uh prevent the fear of what happened to you in the past by by doing edge play that kind of can trigger it sometimes so in those case in those cases during kink like you legitimately have to communicate all the way through it and have these things in place so that you're ready so yeah that that acronym would that would make sense to me that you would have that in your head the whole time uh so what else you got we got cuckolding erotic humili- humiliation uh, aftercare, aftercare, aftercare isn't technically a king, but it's another word that anyone engaging in kinky play needs to know. It's basically a fancy word for checking in on one another yeah. after to make sure that all parties feel happy and comfortable. And there could be certain behaviors that you need to do. So some people will do in aftercare. Um, some people will do some form of like coddling or or catering to a partner just because what you just went through could have probably have been pretty exhausting or you know either emotionally or physically and so like some form of um like a you know coddling to kind of get them through the emotion part of it can be necessary sometimes but checking in at, at bare minimum even if it's not a kink like legit after you have sex with someone check in with them yeah. Ask them if they like the shit. If everything worked, if there was some shit you didn't want to do, like whatever, like check in with your fucking partners. It That's does. Cool. It just makes future sex with them better. Uh, cock and ball torture. Pass. I mean, I don't have one, so I couldn't. I couldn't say, but I mean, if some people are into it. Impact play usually done by a dominant to a submissive. Impact play refers to hitting or spanking the partner's body. Spanking is a common form of impact play. 
and others enjoy using toys like crops, paddles, or whips during impact play to impact uh, to keep impact play safe and comfortable. Most partners decide a safe word, which we just talked about, so we just hit this one. Yeah. Um, 24-7, uh, while, taking, uh, while people may generally identify as Mr. Dominant, most partners take it to the next level and enter 24-7 arrangement, meaning that the consensual power exchange occurs full-time, um, often while living together. The dominant and submissive roles are not only taken for are taken on for a scene, which may last just a few hours, but literally full time on a twenty four hour seven basis. This is why I describe myself as a dominant person and not a dom, because I I can't muster the energy to participate in in doming um, a partner. It takes a lot of planning. <laughs> it does, especially if you're going to do twenty four seven. Um, it takes a lot of planning. It, it, it takes a lot of checking in and I just don't have that kind of energy for it. And yet I am a, a dominant person. Um, so yeah, I can't go all the way into, in, into that, but like, I know a lot of doms and, um, whatever they tell me about the experiences of how much work goes into them doming. It sounds too exhausting for me. I, are you saying it's uh, hard out here for a pimp? <laughs> yes. All right. That's exactly what I'm saying. Thank yeah. you. Can't you, really, can't you really be out there being a can't you out there really being a dom? Quiet. I, I don't know because can't you seem like a switch to me because as soon as um Ahmed popped up, he kind of like he kind of fought, but he kind of let he kind of let him get roughed up a little bit. So, well, considering the Moon Knight that we've seen in the comic books, that is absolutely some shit. Can't you does seem like he'd be into like getting his get his his um his um butt paddled. Yeah, he might like some impact play. And impact play is actually one of the most common ones, especially with spanking or something like that. Like even more, even vanilla people tend to do spanking at bare minimum. I feel like I, I, it would have been problematic of me of saying that. So I'm glad you kind of tossed it up in the air a little bit. But I felt like the majority of people into that would be of the more privileged. What, spanking? Yeah, like, you know, kind of like, well, I mean, like, I feel like there has to be something they have to, and I'm not trying to shame them or anything, but I feel like a lot of these kinks seem to be kind of attached to other. Some some are things, not all, right? Not, not all, not, not all. all. Some are, you, but like, in, like in the case hit. in the case of spanking, let's say yeah. even just like palm open palm spanking, right? Yeah. Sometimes you just like the feel of your ass getting smacked. All right, there was one though. There was one that was like people like you know drawing blood and like it so that that's like, that's know, the like, edge play that's that's yeah. where you involve some level of danger in in your in your sexuality right yeah. like that i don't I, I i can't speak enough because i don't i don't know that yeah. many people that are involved in edge play i know a few people but or i have known a few people but i don't know anybody currently so i can't really speak on it with any kind of accuracy but to say yeah. like to say that in every case somebody's kink is born out of something else would be incorrect yes it definitely um, falling that being into said, like yeah there are yeah. some things like that so yeah. like in my case i've had something happen to me in the past that makes me very frightened about a very particular thing that being said that very particular thing i have played with it a little bit with partners i've felt safe in just to see if i could overcome the fear and discovered pretty quickly i couldn't overcome the fear so all these years later i'm still not able to participate in that kind of sex with with people um yeah conversation earlier about like about um like anal play and i said i was like yo that's just something i can't do because yeah 
finger in my butt one day and I was like, yo, yo, hey. Well, yo. also in that case, you someone did that to you on without consent and without prep. And like you can't fuck around with the ass without prep. Like, well, I'm, I'm, I don't know. People who have who are more versed at it can just jump in and it's fine. But like in someone who's not actively engaging in constant anal play that you have to have consent and you have to be in a mind state that you can be ready to receive it. So like, if I'm, if I'm getting involved right away with somebody, my first go-to is not going to be like, put a finger in my ass, even though that's something that I might like, it would be, we're, we're deep into it at this point. And then I'm saying, okay, now you can put a finger in my ass because at this point, my body has relaxed enough to be more receiving of it. You just got a finger up your ass when you weren't expecting it and you're a straight dude. A lot of things have to happen to get you to a place that you can take that kind of play with consent without you freaking out. So it is still possible that you could enjoy that in the future with all your guidelines met in advance, but because of the experience that you had, it's triggering so that if anybody gets anywhere near that, you're like, Whoa, 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 we're not doing that today. So for me, like when it comes to anal play, like I also, I'm listen, I'm as a, as a person, as a sex partner, I'm gully for a lot of shit. I can't physically do that though. I've tried several times. I'm disappointed that my body does not allow for me to do this. And, and it's not for lack of trying. It's like literal multiple weeks of prep and all kinds of shit. And my body just didn't respond to it. So I can't go and, and do full anal. I don't judge people who do because like, I'm like, yeah, that's part of sex play. Like have fun, do that shit, do it safe. Listen to your partner. Don't just stick a finger up someone's ass without asking them or prepping them. Um, and don't do it dry. Like, come on, people like and spit is not lubricant. Like there's a lot of things that you need to prepare for to make anal play fun. And there's so many nerve endings like right around the, you know, right around the end, the anus that you could feel you. You don't have to insert to have a lot of fun and elevate your pleasure with it. You just have to be open to it. And you were not in that moment open to it because you didn't know that shit was about to happen to you. Yep. <laughs> So next up is um, age play. This is just a concise term for role play in which the two consenting adults enter a scene involving taking on roles and ages that aren't their own. This can simply mean submissive, enjoying partner who takes care of them and who they call mommy or daddy, but it can go as far as playing as an adult baby and indulging in diaper play. So this one I struggle with and have this is one of the ones like y'all like Avi was saying earlier where it's like I, I need to I need to not kink shame this is one where I I need to not and yet it immediately triggers some things for me that I'm just like yikes um I gotta work on it because because as long as it's consensual it should generally be harm harmless but I have real issues when someone plays as a baby or a child um I don't think I'll ever get past that so like that's a hard no in terms of age play. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't blame you. And, it, and it's crazy because we're having this conversation because I was indirectly involved in a conversation um, that a group of women had a, that involved kind of like their views on sex and society and all this other stuff, right? And like, mm-hmm. um, it seemed me being this, the, the, the man just, just shutting his ass up and listening, right? Like, yeah, probably uh, smart. <laughs> it was, yeah, uh, it, it seemed like to me, like I've had a lot of conversations with um, women, and it seems like a lot of them have had situations that were extremely traumatic when it came to sex early on in their lives. Mm-hmm. 
um, and it usually involved them getting taken advantage of, right? And, yeah. and that creates all types of issues involving their bodies and how they deal with men and all the stuff. So when I feel like, and I, a lot of men deal with that too, but whatever. But um, it doesn't, when people say they kink shame, when you're kink shaming, when it comes to like this age, this this age kink, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if it's really... That kink shaming when there's so much wrong with society that involves age and sex. Yeah, well, you know, I, like, I guess what I'm saying is like if I go up to somebody who says like I just like if somebody's younger than me, that yeah. is something that triggers me. Um, but it's but it's also maybe not my business if they are of consenting adult age. The problem is that our consenting adult age is very arbitrary and it's different from state to state and shit like that. So unless we have a consensus, which scientifically the the consensus is 25 years old is when your brain is finally developed and, and um, at the peak of development that it'll, that it'll achieve. And so at that point, if the age play involves someone that's at least had their, that part of their brain seal up, then okay, it is what it is. I, if I have an issue with it, that's my issue and not theirs. But when a person is playing at being a child and the other partner in, gets off on the fact that they're pretending to be a child, I can't find a way to get past that and see that as anything non-pedophilic. You know what I'm saying? Like I, and I don't know, I don't know enough, but I just know that there's something about that that makes my stomach hurt. And <laughs> but it's and literally I, pedophilic, right? Like if we're going to do like the, and well, it's literally if they are a child, know? but if it's, yeah. if it's figuratively because they're not, it's like a yeah, safe well, yeah. way yeah. to participate in something that is not just taboo, but like literally a problem. Yeah. Like, cause yeah. you're playing, you're playing with yeah. consent at that point. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, there is a lot of kinks that involve consensual non-consent where like, you know, some women have rape fantasy um, kinks. That's dangerous as hell to me. It seems very dangerous to me too, but at the same time, in a controlled environment, I've talked to women who have this and in a controlled environment in which they know that no matter what they're going, well, they feel confident, let's say they feel confident that they are going to be taken care of throughout this process, but they just like the that that kind of fantasy play and they're of they're of adult and consenting and clear mind and so is their partner and they've worked out all the guidelines in in the beginning and they know they kind of know exactly the beats of the scene so that's the other part in in some scene play you literally have like beats just like you would if you wrote a tv script like this is going to happen this time i'm going to break into the door i'm going to grab you i'm going to tie you up i'm going to do you know so there might be like different types of of things that are laid out in advance and it's so important from what i've understood from some of the conversations i've had it's so important that those beats are hit because the second you veer off, then you're starting to veer closer into triggering those, those things. Now I'm a person who has been raped twice um, in my life. I, I could never get into some shit like that because that would trigger too many things for me. And, and I have um, never been able to understand fully, although I have listened to people who have this type of thing and I, and I've, and most of them haven't had a rape. And therefore I feel like that's something I really, really don't understand. I would understand it more to somebody who has been raped, who is trying to use that safe play as a way to overcome what happened to them. Because like I said, I've tried, I've tried to do that with a certain thing that happened to me in the past. Um, so like that I get, but if you're coming from a person who's like never been raped or assaulted or anything like that, but you just have that, 
psychologically, I don't understand what's going on in the, in the psychology of that. So I struggle with that a little bit. That being said, I'm not going to scream at a person in the street for it. I'm just going to be like, yeah, not for me. And maybe not engage in that conversation with some folks. Right. Right. So I think they're like kink shaming or just like having a visceral reaction to a kink and being like, ugh, not for me. I think the important thing is the when you react, like if something's not for you, it's just not for you. But yeah. if it not being for you, you have to put that on the person who has that. That's when the sh that's when kink shaming comes into play. And and for me, my biggest problem is like you've seen my face react a few times, right? Like just in the course of things that are just naturally coming up. I don't think I'm equipped to hide it because I might just be like, Ooh, and that might affect them. But really what I just want to be like is like, Oh, not for me, but you know, go ahead and have your fun. As long as it's consensual, everything's open, honest, everything's being performed safely. You know, people are tested, people are wearing protection, whatever the thing is. Um, so yeah, like that. Only part one of the episode, this was just a really long conversation. So we decided to break this up into two episodes. So stay tuned to the end of the week where you get part two of this fantastic episode. Damn it, Wade.